0: For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? getting into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. just feel like you're with the fellas talking baseball. Uh.
1: Welcome back this is episode 242 of the NYYST podcast I'm your host Christian and oh my god there's somebody on the other end of the zoom call it's my co-host Chris you what's up bro what's up man Did you miss me or what I missed you like I missed a rash on my ass nice
0: how you feeling bro I'm getting there man I feel good there's no more pain Or anything, you know? Yeah. Just uh bright lights bother me and I have a huge studio light on me and a computer screen in front of me. So I sat down Sunday, last
1: Sunday, right before I was getting ready to leave. I did a show. You were like, Yeah, I'm gonna do a show, I'm gonna do it. So I was like, should I do Patreon? Should I do a full (laughs) show? But then I was like, Fuck it, I got a lot to say. Let me do a full show. And thank God I did or else we wouldn't have had a show for two weeks. If you so. didn't
0: do it, I would have sucked I was just so out of it. I couldn't even at that point in time I couldn't even begin to stare at a computer screen. So I just couldn't I couldn't put my thoughts together to put together a decent show. And I didn't want to do it if I couldn't do a decent show. I had so much to say too. I had things like written down, everything. I just couldn't put it I just couldn't put it together. I'm
1: like, yeah, Chris will be here. You guys will get a show from him, but you didn't. But you know what, dude? Somebody took a knife to your eyeball, so you know you're excused.
0: Okay, a jerk off with these sunglasses on, but I need them. A couple more weeks, I'll be good to go.
1: But we're glad Chris is here, so I don't have to carry the show by myself. Uh,
0: you did a great you know, job, by the way.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. I didn't listen to last week though because when you posted it, I'd already gotten down to the shore and. If I and I would have felt weird listening into in the car, with my wife anyway. But I did listen to the previous one. I thought it was pretty good. It's a lot harder. I mean, I give credit to got people that do shows by themselves. It is really hard, especially. Hard. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, after we've been doing this for five years and we've fed off of each other, to then have to go and carry a show for forty-five minutes by yourself, uh, but. I think I did a pretty solid job the first time. Yeah, you had a lot of
0: reviews, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, speaking of reviews, if you have a second, head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. Head over to YouTube, subscribe, like, and uh, you could see me with these bullshit fucking sunglasses on. My wife made me spend money on actual sunglasses. So I have Ray-Bans now. Spend one hundred and seventy dollars on sunglasses, something I you paid one hundred and seventy dollars yeah i can't things? fathom i can't fathom spending that much money on s- something that I don't normally wear or like make use of, but I had to get good sun I had like these fucking from like, Walgreens. and you I thought they
1: had you, you know what you probably had you probably had the fucking free Newport sunglasses that my dad had when he was when we when they I was were younger, like, from they smoke, were called like, like folk,
0: What? they used to come with the sick.
1: packs. Yeah, you had to like, smoke like, 30 packs of cigarettes and then you get it free sunglasses. They're,
0: they were called like Foster something. And I was like, yeah, these will do. And then my fucking eye was exposed to the sun and I wanted to rip it out of my socket.
1: I have a pair of sunglasses. I don't really, I, I can never, I don't know, dude. I just never. You know
0: them. what it is with me? I always lose them. I always lose them. I'm not a big sunglasses guy. So it was tough to spend the money, but I had to.
1: You know, the All Star game's on right now. And from the backside, it looked like. Uh, it was Bartolo Cologne pitching, but it's just Lance Lynn, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Same difference.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, as you heard me mention earlier, uh, Patreon, there hasn't been any Patreon recently because I was away last week, and the last couple of times I recorded, I did full shows instead of Patreon episodes. But uh, now that I'm back and uh, we're doing a show together here, there will be uh, some Patreon content, uh, maybe not uh no, well, we're recording tonight, Tuesday night, but maybe Thursday. I was thinking I might open it up to a Q and A. So yeah, like look that. for that. Look for that on Twitter at Christian underscore nyyst. I'll make a post maybe Thursday. The Yankees will be back in action on Thursday. They're, them and the Red Sox are the actually only game uh, coming out of the All Star break. So yeah. everybody's off for four days. And the Yankees and Red Sox. Good. Are they don't back deserve
0: the Yankees. Don't deserve an extra day. And oh, yeah. uh, you know, every show here on out, as you know, is is brought to you by our patrons. We have two new patrons, Zachary Welter and uh, Raul Rodriguez. We appreciate the support. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash NYYST and and subscribe. It's as low as five bucks a month, but you can pledge however much you want. Keep us going.
1: Yeah, uh, we saw there was a really nice picture of Garrett Cole and his kid uh, from the red carpet. And, uh. I want to send my daughter to the same preschool that they send Garrett Cole's kid to so I can become a couple BFFs with the Cole's so you know you know pledge may be like $1000 or something.
0: you think he, you think he's going to go to that expensive of a preschool? He's
1: fucking Garrett Cole, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, can we just start the show with Garrett <laughs> the Cole? The guy makes
1: a million dollars a start. You don't think he's sending his kid to the most exclusive preschool in Connecticut? Can we
0: Can we start the show with something positive? Because I can only imagine from here on out the negativity that's going to spew out of my mouth is going to be enough to want to just drive your car over the fucking median if you're driving to work listening to this. What Garrett Cole did the other night makes up for all the shitty starts he's had leading up to that start.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't go that far, but it definitely was... It definitely... He redeemed himself in my eyes.
0: Well, hold on. What's the hold on? What's the definitions of uh, definition of redeem? Make up for? It doesn't. No, yeah, That's it doesn't, exactly
1: what I just said. No, no, no. He redeemed himself in the sense that I can, tr- I trust him to be a good pitcher now. It and, doesn't make and, up for the and fact, he showed you that he is the ace that we that we need. It doesn't make up for the fact that they needed this guy to not shit the bed against the Mets and not shit the bed against the Red Sox, and he did. It doesn't make up for that. I mean and maybe we could look past that if this team was uh 15 20 games over 500 but they're not they're 3 so we can't look past it when your ace
0: gets his ass 3 kicked. should be 5 it should be 30 <laughs> it should be 30
1: You know I just watched 40-year-old virgin the other day I've, I've seen it a, such a good times movie. it's such a good movie but uh, you know when uh, the scene where they're like five dates make it eight dates Yeah you know it's like, make it 10 Make it ten. Should be three games. Three games over five hundred. Make it ten. Well, fuck. It. Make it fifteen. Because <laughs> this team, if you, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna really get into some shit later on in the show. We ran. I ran about ten polls this week. A uh, couple. You know, we're doing. We're basically what we're doing here is longtime listeners of the show know that at the end of the season we do the keep them dumping polls. Well, what we're doing today is a little bit different. I called it the trade deadline edition. With the Yankees only being three games over 500, and uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, far out of the fucking postseason right now, some people want them to be sellers. So I picked the seven most likely selling candidates on this team, and we voted keep them, dump them, whether you would want to sell this player and sell in the sense of, do you want to move them to create some payroll flexibility or think that he can, you know, give you, give you some replenishment on the farm? So we got seven candidates. We'll talk about them. Then we're also going to talk about whether we think this team's going to make the playoffs, the team's first half MVP and the most disappointing player thus far in the season. But before we get into that, I did want to talk about, and you brought it up, Garrett Cole, um, the series in Houston. And yes, when the Yankees got on the plane after they barely beat the Mets in one seven in game to to save themselves complete embarrassment, if you would have told me that when we hit the All Star break that the Yankees would have went four and two on this road trip, yeah, you would have signed Ford in blood. But the problem is how they went four and two. They scored what twenty runs in the first two games in Seattle, and then they get one hit in the game that they get a chance to sweep. And so now you got a no-show game, and then you have a good win Friday night. Clean Chris win, Guardi Lemayu two big hits. The pitching shows uh, and Nestor Cortez. I mean, he's been around, but I mean, what he's done for this team has been outstanding. Comes in the bullpen, locks it down. You get the win Saturday night, and I tweeted this after the game. The Yankees have a no-hitter this year. And what Garrett Cole did on Saturday night was the best pitching performance from this team this season. And that's with a no-hitter.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And then you take it into Saturday. This team is up 7-2 to two in the fifth inning. To Sunday. And they shit the game away. Sunday. Sa- Sunday, I'm sorry. 7-2 to two in, the f- in the ninth inning. They're up five runs in the ninth they inning. They didn't even get an out. They got one out. Did they get an out? Yeah, remember Glaber tried to drop the ball and turn a double Oh, right. So you cannot have two. You have a no-show game and just a complete and utter collapse. So, yeah, you're happy in the sense that they're 4-2 and on the road trip, but you can't take moral victories right now. When you have a chance to sweep teams, when you're in the position the Yankees are in, you have to get that done. Especially when you're up five runs in the ninth inning. Chris, I showed you the stat. There's been four hundred and ninety-five games in Major League Baseball this year where a team has took a four-run or greater lead into the ninth inning this year. The teams are four hundred and ninety-three and two. Do you know who <laughs> lost the two games? Do yeah. you know what team lost those two games?
0: Yep. And here's another thing, too. You're looking at it from like a from a perspective of this team has just underperformed so so tremendously. And it's almost like you know, you look at when Aaron Judge had his team meeting. And he kind of started to break apart the games from then. Outside of Chapman, they had those leads. Like Chapman blew those two games against the Mets, correct?
1: Uh he definitely blew one. I don't know. No, I'm
0: pretty he sure he they had a lead going into the ninth. In those two games, well, the f- well, one of them was the seven. It was
1: a doubleheader.
0: Uh, My point see, is, yeah, the team seems to be coming around, and then they go to Seattle. They get the job done. You know, you want to see them sweep, but you'll take two out of three.
1: Now they were down eight nothing in the in the one nine inning game. They lost to the Mets.
0: So all right, so what's the du- the doubleheader then? The doubleheader, yeah. Okay, so they should have won that. You have your you have your closer coming in. Your multi million dollar closer. You, you expect to win that game, you lose. Okay, you come out the second game, you have Nestor Cortez and, and Chad Green being the heroes, and, and you win the game, great. You're still not feeling good, but you know what? Again, since Aaron Judge's team meeting, team seems to be turning the corner a little bit. And you go to Seattle, you win two out of three. Suck to see that, that third game, show. you know, how they just didn't show up, but whatever. You, you're going out to Houston. You win the first two. You win the second game with your ace on the mound, pretty much telling the manager to go fuck himself when he tries to take him out of the game. And you love to see that, but you need to see the, the, the finishing touches, and he does it. He's pumping 99 on the gun, strikes him out, ends the game. He's fired up. This team comes out the next day, and what do they do? They finally show up again. They're starting to troll the, the Astros a little, which was all cute and fine until they blew the game. And you're think, and you thinking to yourself, this is the New York Yankees I've been waiting for all year. This is the best I've seen them look. They're starting to click. They're starting to show team chemistry. They're trolling teams. You got the jackets going on LeCastro and fucking Sanchez, and you're laughing. Team's starting to have some fun. You're up 7-2 in, in the ninth inning. You're heading into the all-star break and where you can finally say, and what would what would they have been, five games out of in the lost column at that point? Six?
1: I think it was, uh, let's see. They're, they're seven out now, so they would have been six out. They would
0: have been six out, which obviously isn't anything to write home about. But you know what? When you have four games coming up against the first place team. Eight out of 11 coming out of the break. You know, you're looking at it going, you know what? I needed to be five or six out to to at least feel good to at least feel like this team's turning a corner and they can really capitalize. And what do they do, man? They blow They blow another game just just unimaginable. Just an unimaginable loss. Yeah, and they would have been two out in the wild. I mean, look, we're not
1: settled. Like, look, nobody wants to settle for a wild card. I mean, we're going to have to, I think, if we realistic expectations of this team making a postseason this year. But two out in the wild card? I mean, that's... Considering how bad they played, that's a that's something that you would you would take. But then you know, it. Look, I think we should just we can throw all the bouquets at Garrett Cole. He deserves it. He showed up, and you know what, that was the type of performance that you need from him to kind of now you. You need to know, you need to know that that's in him still. Because since the spider tax shit, he hasn't shown to be that level of pitcher.
0: Fair or not? I think it's fair. I think it's fair too. And I think he had to give him a few games to adjust. But he seemed to have adjusted now. And like, I'm going to ride on that start now.
1: The last two times this guy's taken the mound before then, you need him to show up in Boston and not get swept. He gets his ass handed to him. He's handed a four to one fucking lead in a seven in a seven inning game, gets knocked out in the fourth inning. They lose. Unacceptable. Yeah. Then he takes the mound. You don't know what to expect out of this guy. And he just literally, dude, I watch I watched him unzip his pants and put his fucking balls on the rubber. They were big. That's what too. he did on that's what he did on Saturday. They were fucking big, too. And then we find out after the game this I mean, this is all going to be in the dustbin of history if the Yankees don't make the postseason. But to add to the legend, if this season does miraculously become something, to add to the legend of this game, Aaron Boone didn't even know if the guy was going to be able to take the ball. He was so fucking
0: sick. Yeah, I didn't even know that. They kept that hush-hush. So, I mean, and you...
1: You... (laughs) It was amazing, dude, because you thought he was done after the eighth inning. You're like, okay, I guess they have to go to Chapman.
0: No, but I Yankees, said he better the, go out there.
1: The Yankees, this guy they have invested, what, another nine, ten years, $300 million in, decided that this guy arm falling off was a better option for them than putting Rollins Chapman on the mound.
0: Which he was, and you know what? For the first time in a long time, you saw the Yankees use some gut. And what did, it, what did it result in? It resulted in probably the best you felt in this team all year. And a win. And, and it was refreshing to see a moment where the Yankees don't normally even come close to making that move. And they did. And they let it happen. And it, and it turned out to... to Adam,
1: I mean, they let it happen out of necessity. Yeah, of course. But still. But still, I because mean... Because you and I both know... That if a role is Chapman a role is a Rollins Chapman, he ruins the whole game. He, no, not he doesn't ruin the whole game. Oh, How if he's like
0: him? if he's like he was in the beginning of the year, he pitches the ninth. One hundred percent. And you know what? I'm happy that he is. I'm happy that he is at that point because I want my ace out of there at a hundred and whatever fifteen pitches he was, and I want my closer to do the job. The closer that's been dominant, but he's nowhere near that. I mean, it's alarming. It's truly alarming what he's done, what Chapman's been able to do in his last few few outings. That's good. Judge is
1: trying to fucking swing for the fences. Let's pull an oblique in the All-Star game. Aaron. Yeah,
0: please. You know what? No Yankee should even be in the fucking All-Star game.
1: Well, before we even deep do a deeper dive, how about all of the Astros, all four of them, pulled out of the All-Star game?
0: Yeah, of course, because they're a bunch of fucking babies.
1: Correa's wife is pregnant. You want to give him a pass that the baby was due any moment? No. Altuve didn't look fucking hurt, okay? He had... had Oh, yeah.
0: If you look at the listing, it all says due to injury. If you look at all their listings on why they pulled out Brantley injured, even though as I'm reading that he's injured, he's playing against the Yankees. Right. Like, come on.
1: We all know why they all pulled
0: out of the game. Because they're a bunch of fucking frauds.
1: And I and I guarantee you that Rob Manfred was probably behind it as well. He didn't want the All Star Game to become the Houston shit show.
0: Oh, Rob Manfred's behind behind everything. Trust me.
1: <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, uh, but so we talked about it, and we'll just, this is all going to lead into the first poll that we ran. A as Chapman is the single biggest reason that the Yankees don't own a playoff spot right now. Now, you can say, well, they didn't hit, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. But if your closer isn't a complete fucking waste, the Yankees, that's a four-game swing. The Yankees are three games out of a fucking wildcard spot. Think about the Minnesota game. He had no, and I get it, no closers going 100%. Mariano Rivera never won 100%, so I certainly don't expect the Rolls-Chapman to go 100%. But if you think about these games, the Yankees had no business losing that he cost them. He's the biggest reason why they're not look, they're not looking to jump to a first wild card or jump bigger into the division because think about the Minnesota game. That's another sweep game right there. You blinked, they four runs are on the board and what nine pitches they lose. Then you talk about the Angels game. That game was one o'clock in the morning. Four run lead or whatever it was. Pfft, lost. Okay. Then the Met game. All right, so maybe he didn't he gave up a run to uh what's his face? Alonzo. But it just kept snowballing and the Yankees were out of it then. That's another one. No business losing a seven-inning game, with when the only person that really should have ever touch the ball in the first place was Garrett Cole. But you know, and then the game Sunday, you you can say, well, how did he cost the Yankees? Because if he's fucking a role as Chapman, Aaron Boone doesn't fucking have uh, Domingo Herman pitch the ninth inning and have a tired tire Chad Green try to get out of it. Mm-hmm. That's four games right there. And we're lucky that Cole really nutted up and got out of the ninth inning, especially after the Atuve single, because that's another game that you could have looked at and said, if Chapman is, is fucking pitching like a, a closer, he's in the game and Cole's not.
0: Do you put any blame on Boone for not going to Chapman on Sunday? <sighs> I don't. I am asking. No, you want to you. know
1: why, Chris? You wanna know why? Because the last time he pitched was in the twelve to one game
0: and he, and he still, still got g- into trouble. And he
1: still gave Boone Aja in that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He didn't allow a run, but you load the bases on all and a walks, wasn't it? I, I don't I was half to be honest with you. I was watching the game on my iPad in my hotel room. I was like half asleep. I just like I was like, what the fuck? How did the guy's got the bases loaded in a 12 to one game? Like he should be throwing free and easy. There should be nothing on his mind, but getting outs and he didn't do that. So no, do I really blame Boone? No, I don't. don't.
0: And I think anyone who does is living in an, in in an alternate reality. Um, Could he have went to Chapman? Sure. Could he have put it on Chapman to, to get out of a seven, two, Game leading into the all-star break. Sure, but if Chapman blows that, we're all sitting here saying, why the fuck are we relying on Chapman in a game we need to win? You can't lose that game with Heraldus Chapman at this point. I'm sorry, you can't. Not when not when Chad Green, although tired and, and didn't really have anything, not when he's available.
1: Right, but look, I still like Aaron Boone, but I think it's time, if, especially if this season ends the way that it I think it's gonna end. It's time. I'm my only thought here is that I can't wait till he's gone. Not because I really want to see him gone. I want to, I want him gone just because I think after this point, if we haven't won a World Series, it's time for change. But I can't wait for him to be gone. So maybe the fans can stop blaming him for everything and start looking at the players and their performance on the field as to why shit goes wrong.
0: Yeah, because you know, cat. As long as Cashman's here, which he still will be, that he's going to hire the same type of guy. He's going to have the same type of players on the field, and it's just going to happen over and over. You know, I'm beating a dead horse. We say it over and over again, and I and I'm I'm reserving my my what I need to say about Chapman for when we get to him in our polls, but I have a lot to say about Chapman right now. I mean, you you touched on the surface here. But we can dive a lot deeper uh, on the problems he's caused this team. Because, look, we know
1: Jonathan Luizka is not available. He's on the COVID list, right? So he's out. He's not available. I mean, do you want to go to Lucas Licky there when you know Chad Green doesn't have anything? Here's what I'm I'm hearing from fans that Boone should go
0: to Luis Sessa there. No, no. Look. Here's where we got to stop. We got to draw a line. This is why I brought up the whole do you blame Boone thing. You have to draw a line in the sand here. Okay, you can't blame Boone for that game when he's supposed to have a closer that he can rely on, especially in a five-fucking-run lead. You can't blame the manager at that point. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, could he have went to other guys? Sure. Would they have worked out? Maybe. Maybe. But when you have the one guy that you should absolutely be relying on especially in a five-run game. When you can't rely on him, it's no longer on the manager in my opinion.
1: Look, Luis Sessa did a great job in that game in Seattle when uh, Herman couldn't start. He the really did. Canal. He did an excellent job. But when you're arguing now for Chad uh, Luis Sessa right. to come in and
0: save the game. You have to stop and think about what you're arguing here.
1: What are we even arguing right, at this point? Right.
0: And it's exactly my point.
1: So, to, like we said, the Yankees are... What, what are they exactly here? Let's look. The Yankees 46 are... 46 and 43. 46 and 43. They're uh, in fourth place in the American League East. They're six, uh, seven games out in the loss column. They're three games out of the second wild card in the American League. They have to leapfrog four teams to get to the second wild card. So, it's not going to be easy.
0: And I, is it you know, possible? Sure. There's a lot of baseball left. I mean, this the, the,
1: coming out of the break here is going to be big for the Yankees. Uh, I think their first 11 games. The guy that wrote, that wrote Sharknado has been all in our fucking mentions lately. I know. like I I wanted to tweet at him. I was like, why are you getting triggered over a poll on, on Twitter when there's another Sharknado that needs to be written? Yeah,
0: and uh, I, I got to say this too, and I meant to bring this up. You know, why, you know why the Yankees needed to win that game in Houston? If anything, if anything more than this, you finally started to see a light at the end of the tunnel. You finally started to feel some optimism. You finally started to say things are coming together. This team looks like they have some life. They're facing a very good team at their home ballpark, and they're embarrassing them. Like I said... Seemed to have some good team chemistry going. They started to have some fun. They were winning. And you started to see that light at the end of the tunnel where the team was going to come through this. And they were going to come out the other side, the New York Yankees that we needed to see post-All-Star break. And they fucking blew it, man. And and it it left you sitting here saying, no, this is just the same fucking team I've been watching for the first 89 games of this season. This fucking up and down and, roller coaster of mostly down. And they would have had their
1: thing. The thumbs up. The toe night show. The, the jacket would have been their thing. That's you it. can't bring that back now. No, you can't bring you it better back not. now.
0: You can't troll. I don't want to. You can't troll that like that on. after you get embarrassed. That's it. That's it. Kill
1: it. That, that jacket thing died when Altuve's ball landed in the fucking seats. Kill it. That, you know, because so you want to know why big... the,
0: those two losses meant nothing to that team.
1: Oh, Houston, they don't care, bro. They don't care that they lost. They fucking, they're going to the postseason and they embarrass the Yankees. That's all that matters to them. So we'll get started now. I think we, unless you really want to no, touch no. anything else about the last couple of games before the, the the break there. Um So like we said, we're gonna do we're doing early edition to keep them dump uh, we picked I picked seven players. I think these are the most likely sell mm-hmm. quote sell candidates for the Yankees. I mean, obviously I could have put fucking John Carl Stanton on this list, but who the hell I mean realistically real nah it right, has to be realistic. How the fuck are you trading John Carl Stanton?
0: No, nah, it has to be realistic. I think he so did a gonna good start. job.
1: We're starting with a Aroldis Chapman. The fans voted 65% to dump Aroldis Chapman. You I say you have a lot to say about Aroldis Chapman. So do you, you want to get started?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it starts with the text that I sent to you, and it seemed like you agreed. What good has this guy brought to this team? Other than, other than you know, a, a decent amount of, of regular season saves, when I think back on Aroldis Chapman, I can't think of one big thing that he's done. How many times has he, since he's been here, not
1: including 2016, obviously, because he was he was traded away, but how many times since he's been here has Aaron Boone had to do this with him?
0: Yeah, and, and beyond that, I mean, you want to look at the regular season on and off bullshit, that's fine, but let's look at the postseason. I mean, how has the Yankees postseason ended the last couple of years? With Aroldis Chapman smirking on a walk-off home run? I can't have that every year, or or... You know, last year, whatever, whenever it was with the home run, the big home run, he gave up to what? what's-his-face, that douche. Russell. So, you know, it's like year after year, it's the same thing with this guy. It might as well have been him the other day giving up the walk-off home run to Altuve because you know he would have done it. I have no faith in this guy. Even Like, this guy was dominant to start the year, and I had high hopes for him that he really turned a corner and became a pitcher. And what does it leave him? It leaves him at the worst I've ever seen him. By far. By far. This guy is a waste. I'd rather see Jonathan Lawizaka fight through and really find himself like he has been all year and just be our closer at this point than, than to keep trotting this guy back out there and give up the big hit. All right. <clears throat> so my vote is to dump him. I
1: dumped uh, I know he's got a no-trade clause, but I'm going to look past that for the sake of this making this argument. I look, I want to unpack I don't know if you want to call it patting myself in the back or whatever, but I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. I was the first one to bring up about how much money the Yankees are spending in their bullpen, mm-hmm. and how that, if you're going to live on a budget, you can't have that much money spent in your bullpen on two relief pitchers. Now, look, we're going to talk about Zach Britton in a couple of minutes. He's been a complete void this year because he hasn't been healthy enough to pitch. I still think you need one of these two guys in the bullpen. That's just me. That's how I feel, and that's a spoiler alert for later on, I guess. But I still feel you need one of these two guys in the bullpen at the back end. I want Green leading into one of these two guys. For whatever reason, I feel better with Zach Britton being the closer on this team.
0: 100%.
1: Because I haven't seen Zach Britton be so bad that the Yankees can't even use... They, they won't even use this guy in, when they're up by five runs. They're afraid to pitch him. The I talked about it. I just said this a few minutes ago. The investment they have in Garrett Cole, they risked this guy's literally getting an arm injury because they didn't want to pitch a role Chapman. Yep. So I get it. Right now, could could you trade him? Could, the Yankees would probably have to eat some of the money. But whatever.
0: You got to. If, there's a, deal, gotta if
1: there's a deal to be made for to get a role Chapman out of New York, that's a deal Brian Cashman has to make.
0: You got to dump him, even if it means him going to another team and, and finding success all the way through. He's not going to find it here, and, and it's just time and time again, whether it be in the big spotlight or not, he's he just so unreliable. And you can't – look, you can't – you're never going to go from Mariano Rivera to a guy that you rely on as much as Mariano Rivera as you did with him. But to go to the polar opposite and say you just connect, you just never know what kind of guy you're getting, I can't do that anymore, especially not with this team. This team has struggled to score runs. When they're giving you a lead in the ninth inning, you gotta, you got to capitalize. You can't be the only two losses, like you said, with how many runs in, in the ninth inning that you lost. Or greater. That cannot be a statistic that you're a part of. I'm sorry. It, it just You cannot be a part of that statistic. And we don't talk about it because it
1: didn't happen here. <clears throat> he got traded at this point. He led up a huge home run in Game 7 in the World Series. Yes. He got fucking bailed out. Yeah. Or the Cubs would have lost that World Series because of a role as Chapman.
0: He's just not a big spotlight guy like he, like everyone thinks he is. I'm sorry. He's not the guy for the job. I need him gone. All right. So
1: the next guy on the list is Luke Voigt. Uh, 65% of the fans voted to keep Luke Voigt. Uh, I vote to dump Luke Voigt, and it's nothing personal against Luke Voigt. Just a, you want a lefty bat over there. I want a lefty bat on the corner, or I want a lefty bat somewhere in the middle infield, prefer maybe shortstop. You can move Glaber back to second and have DJ play first base, but I think the redundancy of a right-handed power hitter, and Luke Voigt and the years of control and what he makes. He makes, him, he makes him a very attractive trade option for a team that would be looking for right-handed power. So I would vote to dump
0: Luke Foyt. I think for me, I, I chose to keep him just because he's been one of the bright spots on this team. He's starting to swing a hot bat again. And uh, I just don't know what I'm getting in return. Like you say, you know, yeah, lefty bat with pop, whatever. But for him, it's just like, I think his his value is too great. To say I'm just going to trade him off from, for some mid level lefty hitter, at this point. Well, I'm not saying that you trade him for
1: a mid level lefty. Well, I'm who are you getting that, for him then? It doesn't matter. I'm just saying there, you could replenish. Part of this was replenish the farm. Get a couple. Of I don't want to prospects. replenish the
0: farm. I'm see for me, I'm not sitting in a position where I'm okay with giving up on this season. I'm just not. So in that sense, in that with that mindset, or you I'm take keeping your prospects
1: void. with him, and trade him to a different
0: team. If you're getting me a decent lefty bat in return, then I'm then I'm doing it.
1: I would take a mid level lefty bat at first base for the fact that this team has no lefty power.
0: Yeah, but I'm not doing it I'm not doing it with Luke Voigt. I think there's other guys that can get you that. All right. Well you tell me who they are. Well, let's keep going through the list. I'm keeping Luke Voigt. All right. I think he's done too much good for this team.
1: And I think he provides enough value to other teams where he makes himself an attractive trade candidate. That's why I would trade him. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there. All right, so Glaber Torres, sixty-six percent of the fans voted to keep Glaber Torres. I'm
0: shocked. I'm dumping his ass, man. He's been. I mean, we have another poll on this, but you want to talk about disappointment, man? I mean, well, I, I he I'm speechless. I'm speechless with this guy. He has disappointed me to to levels I didn't think he could. I am dumping him. I am over Gleyber Torres. I want to move on. I don't even want his name mentioned anymore.
1: That's why I'm voting to keep him. Because I think he and Voight are tied together. And I think him moving back to second base is not only good for him defensively i think it would be good for him offensively as well maybe. and i still and i still don't i still don't think that the guy we've seen the last year year i guess you could say 60 games plus what we've seen is who Glaber Torres is i still think that maybe not 38 home runs i still think that 2019 player yeah, but I need is, to see it. Is, is in him i need still. to see it and I think moving him off a shortstop will help that. That's part of the reason why you trade Luke Voigt and you keep Gleyber Torres because I think the ceiling for Gleyber Torres is much higher and you're going to sell really low on him right now, which is another reason why I wouldn't trade him. So I'm I'll tell you this. If, if
0: we played out your scenario where they get rid of Voigt, I'd be willing to keep him in a sense of what you're saying to see if moving him back to second base does help. I'd be okay with that.
1: All right, so we'll move on here to Gio Urshella. 90%
0: keep on Gio Urshella. Again, I mean, same argument I have with Voight. I just don't see... If I'm moving on from guys, and this is why I'm dumping Glaber and I'm keeping Voight, it's because I think it's counterproductive to get rid of the guys that are actually helping in this current state. There's
1: no logical reason. I'm not in a
0: mindset. To, to get rid of guys that are helping me right now. I'm in a mindset to get rid of the the excess fat here. And guys like Voight and Gio Urshela are guys that I'm keeping. Gio Urshela has done so much good for this team anywhere you put him, anywhere in the lineup. I can't fathom getting rid of him.
1: No, there, it makes absolutely no sense to, to trade Urshela. And he would be an attractive piece to another team. That's why he's there and he doesn't make a ton of money and the Yankees have some control over him. So that's why... I, He's, he's there on this list. But if you look at the fact the Yankees are going to play on a budget and the fact that he is, to me, I don't care what the numbers say or what your, your, your analytics computers say, he's a premier defensive
0: player. <laughs> you can't even say third baseman anymore because you put him anywhere and the guy's been good. And I think he's come down to earth a little bit offensively.
1: But he's still productive enough where sure. if this guy, if you have a a lineup that you can trust one through nine, Gio Rochella batting seventh is ridiculous. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So there's no reason. There's not, It makes sense on no level to me to trade Gio Rochella. Couldn't agree more. All right, so. I put, I put this fella here because I heard... I actually heard his name come up on Yankee Twitter a few times of guys that the Yankees could trade. I don't know why you would, but Chad Green. And 82% of fans voted to, to keep Chad Green.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're talking... Whenever you're talking about bullpen at this point, you brought up this... You mentioned this earlier. You have guys who are eating up so much money. The guys who aren't and who have been effective need to stay. I'm keeping Chad Green. He's not only is he a versatile bullpen guy, but that you can use for more length here and there. Um, He's just a guy that's not taking up a lot of your budget. And he's been extremely effective for this team. He has it. Sure. He has his downsides, but the value he brings is way more than, than any negative, you know, any negative uh, outcomes. He's been, he's brought to this team. So I'm keeping him through and through.
1: I think his name was coming up because of the fact he doesn't make a ton of money, the the control, the fact that he is versatile. He could he could really if you're really looking to sell that he would be a very attractive piece in another team's bullpen, possibly close for a team setup. But I mean, are we selling to go are we if you're looking to quote sell? Are you looking to sell to be bad? You better not be. Are you looking to sell to be bad where you you go on a four- or five-year run where you win 70 games? Are you looking to sell just to get yourself to a point next year where you you have the flexibility to pick up those one or two pieces to put this team over the top next year? Can I ask you a question?
0: Okay. Is there any way Cashman can buy and sell to be effective this year?
1: Technically, didn't he really... do that in 2016. He, I know he it, did in a sense. I know it was fucking Tyler Clippard, but he traded Miller and Batances, but then got Clippard. As much as we hate him, he was a reliable guy a lot of the time. So he still brought in somebody to pitch big innings, winning innings for this team in 2016. So yeah, there is a way to do it, and I think in trading a guy like Chapman would be the
0: biggest yes. way to do it. You sell. But then you use what you sold to buy something else. And you're selling a guy who hasn't who hasn't uh, contributed, really, to any success. Really, so, in the big picture. As I was saying, if you're selling to just
1: cut this thing at the knees and really start over from scratch, then, yeah, I guess you could make the argument where it makes sense to Chad Green. But I don't think you need to do that. I think you need to... Just do a little tweaking here and there, and Chad Green's a guy you need in your bullpen, whether it be this year or next year. So no, it may, to me it makes no sense to get rid of Chad Green because I'm him. not I'm not there that I think this team needs a full rebuild. And wait, we'll, we'll get on that in, in exactly a minute probably because the next guy is Zach Britton, and the fans voted fifty six percent to keep Zach. Britton I'll just go brief because I already said it I'm keeping Zach Britton it sucks that he's been hurt this year but I still want one of these two guys in my bullpen and because I haven't seen Zach Britton literally hit below rock bottom because that's where Chapman is I would keep Zach Britton
0: yeah I'm with you on this through and through Uh, I'm keeping Britton and uh, I think that number of the percentage to keep him would be a lot higher if he wasn't hurt this year
1: no, I, I agree with that as well.
0: So, uh, I, I, you know, I'm with you on everything you said about him. If I'm, I have to decide if I'm keeping him or Chapman. I'm definitely dumping Chapman and keeping him. So, the
1: final player in this segment
0: here is uh, Aaron
1: Judge, and the fans voted 88% to keep Aaron Judge. Now, to take it into context of what we're talking about here, you're trading Aaron Judge in a Mookie Betts type deal, correct? That's what you're looking to do. Right. Get a player like Alex Verdugo to come in, be a reliable starter that has all-star potential and and put a couple of pieces in your farm that will help you in a year or two, right? Right. That, that is why you're trading Aaron Judge. You're also selling on this season and I know it didn't it's not looking that way for the Red Sox, but you're also selling on this season and next season. To me, if you're making this deal, number one, that's number one, number two, do you fucking trust? And I said, and I know I've said this and I'm sorry to everybody that listens to this show week in and week out, but I'm going to, I repeat myself a lot because really when the Yankees are this bad, you're just hammering home the same points of bullshit. Do you trust the fucking guy that's going to make this trade to make the right trade and get the right pieces back for your franchise player?
0: Absolutely not, and you and you're talking about a New York market that so many superstars have come here and just failed to live up to the to the bill, and uh, you can't risk that. There's no upside to trading Aaron Judge, in my opinion. There's just none. There's none. I mean, this guy is not only produced when he's healthy, and he's been saying healthy, Knockwood, but he puts fans in the seats. Yeah, You have them at a cheap cost for right now. What upside do you have other than, other than getting pieces back that could be valuable? But again, the risk of that in trading a franchise guy is so astronomically high, put in the hands of a guy in Brian Cashman who hasn't made the right move through, from this point to, to this point. So how can you trust them? There's just no way I can I can wrap my head around a, a logical trade that involves Aaron Judge at this point.
1: I don't want Aaron Judge traded. trade it. I want the Yankees to put a fucking contract in front of him and sign him up for the next six years. But if Brian Cashman was fired and you brought somebody else in here to run this team and then said Aaron Judge was on the block, I'd feel a lot fucking better about it. I would. Because I don't trust – honestly – I don't trust Brian Cashman. Well, to, same goes for the manager. Right.
0: If you're going to fire the manager, you'd feel a lot better about it if you had another GM here to 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 hire a new one.
1: I would feel so much better. If you I would be devastated if they traded him, right? Honestly, I yeah. would be. Yeah. And you know what? But, sorry. I would, mean- I, would de- I would feel like we had somebody in here that might know what they were doing and trading and making a trade for Aaron Judge if it wasn't Brian Cashman
0: and you know you go back a year in this show and you hear us defend Brian Cashman right and we, we we did defend him big time and we and we ripped on the people who who ripped him but you know what we're also people who are realistic to the to the current times and at that point in time you really couldn't put much blame on Cashman you had to see thing his team come to fruition and we're seeing it and it's not good it's not good. Now's the time you put heat on them. And it just, I can't trust them with anything at this point. And everybody in the sound that can hear the sound of my voice right now,
1: do you honestly know what it means to trade Aaron Judge? You're looking at a full fucking rebuild yeah. in New York. Yeah, you're not doing because that. Because you're not trading Aaron Judge if you're not committed to really rebuilding this thing and then look what you're going to be doing. And how are the Yankees realistically going to rebuild this team when they can't get rid of Garrett Cole and they can't get rid of John Carl Stan?
0: Yeah. And you know, you, you go back to 2016, the fan base also becomes a part of this because you have to be able to justify it too. And you could justify 2016, like as shitty as it was to wake up and see Andrew Miller was traded and, this team was going to be sellers for the first time in our lifetime. It was almost like a weight was lifted off your shoulder. Like, like we were getting old and stale and it was time to just kind of really just start new. How can you justify that right now? We've been promised a championship for how many years you signed your big guy in, in Garrett Cole. How are you justifying a rebuild right now? You can't, you cannot. Is it catastrophic failure? And I'm glad that you used that word because if Brian Cashman
1: trades Aaron Judge, how does he get to keep his job?
0: Yeah, no. I mean,
1: because what is that? What is that signal to you that Brian Cashman traded Aaron Judge? That he fucking failed bit more he than failed. you can even fathom. He failed at putting a championship team together. He failed so bad that he had to trade his franchise player. And he should get to keep his job because of that? Yeah, no. Everything just seems to point right back to Brian Cashman.
0: Fair or not, that's the truth. That's the truth. And there's no looking around it.
1: All right, so... uh I ran this one first out of the final three, but we'll end with it. We we already touched on it. The most disappointing player for the Yankees so far this year. The four choices were Glaber Torres, DJ Lemayu, Chapman, and Clint Frazier. Uh, DJ got ten percent, Chappie twenty two, Frazier twenty three, and Glaber Torres won the poll with forty five percent. Which is crazy
0: uh, to me that he he gets the most disappointing by forty five. But how? What was the percentage of keeping him sixty something?
1: Sixty five
0: like percent. You can't have it both ways, man. I think he is the most disappointing and I absolutely want to get rid of him. I don't think he has any business being on this team anymore. I get your point and I get your theory and I, and I, and I can see where you're coming from, but he's been, a, he's been an awful, awful player for this team.
1: All right. So I'm going to take it just quickly. Player by player. DJ, may finished fourth with 10%. Uh, if They ran the splits. It was either Saturday night or Sunday. Since June 5th, if you look at Le Mayu's numbers, he's DJ Mayu. Yeah,
0: he's been much better.
1: Hitting over 300 runners scoring position. The OPS is around 800. He's Deidre Mayu. The first two months were really bad, but he's come out of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it because the overall numbers aren't there. He's still hitting 270. He's got like 24 RBI. But he's whatever. back. But... If you take it in the recent 30-game stretch or whatever it is, he's been DJ Lemay. you, so no, it's not for me. And then it's really a toss-up for who the second guy is because Clint Frazier and the Yankees don't know what the hell is wrong with him. Uh, I Uh Apparently, it was Vertigo. Now, I said it's not Vertigo, but he's still on the IL. He's probably not coming off anytime soon. But even before then, I don't know how much of what's wrong with him is to blame for him being this bad. But you got to chalk this up and say he's been an extreme, extreme disappointment for this team. That Aaron Boone, knowing how fragile this kid's ego is, and let's let's call it what it is. He's got a fragile ego. Went out of his way in spring training to say, Quint Frazier is my left fielder and he shits the fucking bed. He shits the bed so bad. The Yankees turned fucking Miguel Andujar into a left fielder (laughs) and Miguel Andujar is playing games over him. (laughs) who's on the IL
0: as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, The only reason why I don't have Clint Frazier as my number two disappointment is because I don't know what I was truly expecting out of him. And I don't think the Yankees did either because of how back and forth they've been with this kid. So because of that, he is he's third on my list of the you didn't four. Expect
1: him to be a legitimate no, star, no, 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 no. I didn't Major say League that. Baseball.
0: I didn't say that. But my my point is, did I expect him to actually come through and and be that guy? I didn't.
1: Because like, I expected him to have a lock on. Not he's not, not my number two all star team or. Uh, you will be an MVP caliber player, or any of that shit, but to have a firm lock on the left fielder job, yeah, I but, expected that out of yeah, him. Yeah, but
0: when you compare that to my multi-million dollar closer, to be expected to be able to to be able to come into five-run ball games without any doubt, that's a way bigger disappointment to me. Uh, you
1: know what? Aaron Boone's got to be on the phone right now because it's the fifth inning of this fucking All Star game, and Aaron Judge is still playing, and Kevin Cash. That Dick is the manager, so don't <laughs> tell me he's not trying some bullshit yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's why it's a toss-up. And a lot of people we the responded, oh, how could you put a Roller's Chapman on this fucking? Well, I'll tell you how. How? Yeah, the guy was great for six weeks or whatever it was. We talked about how dominant he looked. He, this guy could. This guy was like the fucking Terminator out there, couldn't be touched. He's been so bad. So bad that he we talked about this 40 minutes ago or whatever it was. He's the number one reason this team doesn't have a playoff spot right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, when you put everything into context, sure. Has Frazier been disappointing? Yeah, but I can't put him anywhere near the disappointment I've had in Neralda's Chapman.
1: And this isn't like a slump that guys go through. The Yankees are afraid to pitch this guy. Not afraid. good. It's not good. That. Uh, that's a huge that 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 just goes into a different if a Rose Chapman was in a slump and Boone said, I'll give him a day off, let him clear his mind, that's one thing. Yeah, of course he doesn't go on the fucking list. But the Yankees are scared, scared to pitch this guy. As they should be. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. That's a, so yeah, when you take into the realms, the biggest disappointments. Yeah, I never expect yeah, I expected a as Chapman to struggle at some point this year. I expected him to maybe not get a, a save opportunity here or there, but to, for the last 3 weeks to, <laughs> to not have even like a be 25 option, ERA to not even be an option for Aaron Boone, that that's it's alarming. That, that's uh, that's unfathomable. But yeah, uh and I've said this I said this 3 or 4 weeks ago when I may tweeted it. Gabriel Torres is the biggest disappointment on this team the kid is what is he hitting 230 uh, it might even be it might be a little higher than that
0: well he had a uh, his last few games especially in houston have been pretty good but i mean overall it... Gleber
1: torres is hitting 240 with three home runs this year uh, he's driven in 29 runs that's his ops is 634 that's fucking terrible that's border you're telling me you're a borderline major league baseball player right now Not a guy that we thought was going to be on the verge of being a superstar for this team. So, yeah, he's the biggest disappointment because of where
0: you expect it to where he is. Yeah. It's night and day. All right.
1: So, who is the team's MVP so far this year? Uh, Gio Rochella got 9%. Jonathan Weisak got twelve percent. Garrett Cole got seventeen, and Aaron Judge sixty-two percent. And I think the fans were pretty
0: good in voting on that. Yeah, it's definitely Judge. If there was going to be a toss-up of the number two spot, if you remove Garrett Cole's, you know, last few since the Spider Tech shit, you could have possibly fought for him. But the two guys I was between were Loizaga and uh, and Judge. Clearly, Judge. But Loisica has to get a little honorable mention, man. This guy's been great. He's been really good for this team. I don't know. They're so bad right now. Like, the position they're in right now is so bad. I can't imagine where they'd be without Jonathan Loisica.
1: Gio Rochelle was kind of a Uh, toss-in. I don't know who else to give the fourth spot to. I just think he's been so consistent. He's consistent.
0: He's reliable. Yankees need more reliable guys. That's the problem. They don't have to be superstars. Right. And that's why I I felt he deserves some mention.
1: Uh, Somebody asked me why Hector Cortez wasn't on the list. Maybe because he doesn't exist. There's probably a Hector Cortez somewhere. Probably somewhere. Doesn't pitch for the Yankees. No. Uh, He just
0: hasn't been around long enough. Or else he might have taking the force Hector uh, Hector yeah if if that. this was a, if this was a poll put into like the last few weeks of the season Cortez is right up there Hector or Nestor either one they're right up there but because you have to look at the bigger picture of the season he's he hasn't done enough in in a big enough time period to to put him on
1: yeah, I think it's no doubt about it. It's Aaron Judge. It's just, it's really a shame that John Carlos Stan didn't even get mentioned because when he was hot, Oof. he looked like the best player in baseball. But then the injury, and he's been okay. He hasn't been terrible, but I just don't think he deserves mention right now. But mm-hmm. like you said, Jonathan Lewizica has been a godsend out in that bullpen. Um, I think he's had that just that one really bad outing against Washington, and other than that, he's been he's been really nails out there. Uh. You know, you hope he's he's okay. They didn't say if he had COVID or it was fucking what contact. It's so ridiculous
0: right now. Like Whatever what the it's fuck at. it is. You don't but, even know if these guys have it, what's going on. They're all vaccinated. It, it, it's just such a shit show at this point. I mean,
1: if he is sick, you hope that he's, he's feeling better. I'm sure he's he gets, fine. He gets through it all right. Um, but, so he, I mean, again, you... <laughs> You don't even think about not having Jonathan Wisecki for that game on Friday. But if, if you do, or, or Saturday. Sunday, 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 Sunday.
0: Christ, Sunday, if you have him, you're probably looking at a sweep, man.
1: But again, somebody else brought this up. It's like, why is Chad Green so tired? Because he's overpitched. Because they don't have a role as Chapman.
0: Yeah, it's all back to Chapman. That's why you can't blame the the manager at that point. You can blame him for a lot of other things. You can't blame him for that. So, yeah, to me, it's Aaron judge. I mean, he's been steady Eddie. I
1: mean, the numbers don't, I mean, the numbers are great, but they don't, they're not eye poppingly great. He's just been really consistent this year. He's on, he's going to have a 40 home run season, knock on what he stays healthy. He's going to be around a 900 OPS guy. This is exactly what you want from your Absolutely. superstar player. Uh, and I'll credit our buddy at Yanks bar. Uh, He's the one that's been on this. You know, everybody wants to call Aaron Judge injury prone, but since Aaron Judge's rookie season, which is 2017, I know he had the cup of coffee in 2016, but since Aaron Judge's rookie season in 2017, he's played more games than Mike Trout has.
0: Yeah, very shocked to to see that.
1: And you would, and nobody ever labels Mike Trout as an injury prone player. Agreed. And you know, and I tweeted this. It really sucks that he broke his wrist the way he did in 2018 because that really shifted the narrative on Aaron judge on whether or not he's quote injury prone or not. True. Because if he doesn't have that injury, then he plays all of 2017. He plays all of 2018. And yeah, a guy gets banged up in a 60 game season. That was all fucked up because he broke his ribs diving for a ball in 2020. So now you're really only looking at 2019 where he was down with injury. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, that fucking guy. I don't even know if that guy's in the fucking big leagues anymore. The guy that broke his wrist.
0: Let's On the Royals, up. right?
1: Yeah, let's look that up. I bet you could find it. What was his name? I know his not his... I don't remember what his last name was. I know it was Jacob with a K. Jacob Oof. Junis. There Oof. it is. Yeah, uh, he's still... He's, he's still pitching for the Royals in... Uh, yeah,
0: it's Jacob I, with a K? Yeah. Uh, what an awful life.
1: Yeah, really. Uh, his career ERA is 4.81, but in the last three seasons, 5.24, 639, and 519.
0: So so he had his wrist broken by a pointless pitcher.
1: Exactly. It wasn't like Max Scherzer hit him.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: All right, so we're going to uh, close the show out on this topic here, and it's will the New York Yankees make the postseason this year? in 2021 and we we laid it out There's seven games out of the east there are three out of the second wild card and the fans voted uh 60 know that they're not making the postseason
0: here's how important that game sunday was that it would have tilted the poll in the other direction if they won that game i would it would not be f- me being a fan and being biased i would say 100 percent this team comes through and, and hits a playoff spot. But because they lost that game, because they showed me that they're no better team than I've been watching for the whole first half of the year, for me to say they're going to make a playoff spot, I'm not saying that I think they can't, but for me to say right now, if I had a gun to my head, yes or no, for me to say yes, it would be my bias to being a, a Yankee fan. So I have to say no. Uh, I can't see how this team, from what I've seen, makes a, makes the playoffs. And now again, does that mean that I think they can't? No, of course I. I think there's plenty of ways this team comes together and figures it out and and finds a spot. But that's my that's my bias speaking. If I'm speaking at a level of what I've seen in front of me over 89 games. I can't confidently, if I had to say yes or no, I can't confidently say yes.
1: I can't say yes at all. That's how bad that loss was on uh on Sunday.
0: And, and do, I, are you with me? If they win, do you say yes? Yeah.
1: No, I think I, I would totally change the way I feel about this team if they had won on Sunday. I think
0: they would change
1: how they feel about themselves. Now, look, you're looking at it that they're three games out of second wild card, but look how far back they are in terms of teams they have to jump. And really, does anybody want to go to the trap for a one game playoff because <laughs> that's how it would line up if the most likely, uh, if the Yankees are, or maybe even Fenway, uh, if the Yankees got in as a second wild card, I really think that's their only way in, uh, to say that they can't do it is foolish because it's only three games. Obviously they can make up three games, but I just haven't seen it. Where, where is it right now? Where, it was Sunday.
0: Have, it was the game Sunday. That's where it was. That's where it was. That was the glimpse of the team that can put it all together and win. And it and it disappeared right in front of your eyes as quickly as it appeared. It disappeared that quickly.
1: And I've been saying this in the shows I've been doing by myself, whether it's here on the main feed or on Patreon, being a fan is a fucking sickness. It's why I can't give up on the season. It's why I can't give up on a team. It's why I continue to put myself through the fucking pain all the time. But... It's like, are you going to watch with your eyes or are you going to lead with your heart? And my eyes are telling me this is not a playoff
0: team. Yeah. But my heart won't let me give up on them. In what other aspect of your life do you have the control of either doing something or not doing something that you know is going to give you heartache, right, is going to give you agita, is going to give you frustration? In what other aspect of your life do you go, you know what? I know I don't have to do this, but I'm going to, other than putting on a Yankee game.
1: Yeah, right.
0: It's every, Like, I turn on the games, and I'm not saying this team is
1: You could say that about work, but at least you know at the end of the day, you're putting food yeah, but, on the table right, for your you family. Right. You
0: have to, because you put, You have to support your family. That's what you but live for. What the for. fuck
1: are these jerk offs doing for me <laughs> other than pissing me off and, and making. and like, 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 literally, the second after, like, literally, the final sec, the second after that ball <laughs> landed, my daughter's running up to me and wants to play. Like, <laughs> No,
0: like, I have to be a dad now, like, and be a miserable prick. And And playing I, and with I did this to myself. And I did this to me. I did this. Can I be honest with you? you know, I could have been playing with her for four hours, but no, I sat there <laughs> and watched this bullshit. This has been my life for the last, like, few weeks since I had the surgery and everything. I haven't been able to fully watch, so I put it on the TV, and I kind of have my head down, and I'm listening, and I'm trying to just... When something big is happening, I'll turn and close my eye and just try and get through it. Um, but on Saturday, was this? No, it was Sunday. You know, I had people here for Fourth of July, and it was the second game of the doubleheader. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is my true thought process. I needed some time to just relax a little bit. My eye was starting to bother me being outside all day. I said, you know what? I'm going to sit in the living room, I'm going to put the game on, I'm going to close my eyes and just listen. Because I want to hear how they're going to blow it. That was that was it. I said, I want to relax and just listen to how they're going to end up blowing this game. And I did it intentionally. I could have done anything else. And thankfully they won. But the point is, I went into it believing that they weren't going to. And I still did it anyway. It is It is a sickness. It is a disease. And you
1: know what the fucked up part is? We
0: want to do this to our kids. (laughs) I'm gearing my kid up. I'm getting him ready. I go, (laughs) my son got mad at me. He said he was looking for, I had him watch a little bit of the uh, Home Run Derby the other night. And I said, uh, oh, he's asking if Aaron Judge is there, like, you know, on the sidelines. I said, you know what? Probably not because Aaron Judge Judge should be in the Home Run Derby, but he has to focus on the Yankees because they stink. He's like Aaron Judge doesn't stink. I'm like, yeah, you know what? But he's part of it, so he does stink right now. They all stink, and he got mad at me. I said, kid, you gotta you gotta take it for what it is. This team sucks right now. This team sucks, and I'm sorry if they don't turn around by the time you're old enough to realize what the fuck you're watching.
1: It's like when you have a kid. The first question that the doctor should ask you is if you're a sports fan, and if you say yes, you shouldn't get your kid till you're eight, till they're 18.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I'm kind of on board with
1: that. Because it's like you're just gonna be a you're just gonna put this kid through fucking irrational pain yep. for no reason. Yeah. But y- you have right. What am I you gonna have do? To. What else you have do you have to do it? My dad did it to me. <laughs> what else I'm gonna do to do it have? to
0: my daughter? And hopefully, you know, she'll do it to her kids too. What else do you have? My son looked at me the other day. He goes, "I kind I think I want to be a car salesman." And I'm like, "The fuck you do? The fuck you do? I'd rather you sit and watch." Uh, be miserable watching Yankee games your whole life than to than to put yourself through that. So what else do we have to hand over to our kids?
1: Daddy, why are you sad? Because the <laughs> fucking little midget hit another home run against us. Like and I want you to feel this fucking pain. Like, what kind of psychopath am I? That's it. Like, I want you to feel that's it. I want I you want to, you feel, to feel, feel this. Come
0: here, come here, sit down. Uh. But
1: because like it's it's the pain. But it's also like everything else that you you know what it's like.
0: It's the pain you, you look got, this is exactly why I said them winning a World Series last year wouldn't have felt the same. Because part of the pain that you feel through a hundred and sixty two game season, in addition to anything leading up to that, if your team's been in a drought, that's part of the the end game. I mean, to go just to go through 60 games and not really have as many ups and downs as you would th- think about how many more games they have played this year already than last year. Think about how many more ups and downs to win a World Series puts all that to bed. And to only have 60 games to sit on when you say you're on top of the world at that point, it's not the same. The pain is part of everything when it comes together and they win. It's part of why it's so great. It's part of why you just have like built up emotion that you can't even You can't even explain like you're a grown fucking adult watching a bunch of other adults play a sport, a game, and they won it and they're the best at it. And all of a sudden you're just built up with emotion so much you want to just fucking scream and cry and break things and pop champagne and go crazy for what you can't justify that. You can't justify that other than the pain that you feel as a fan through the bad times.
1: Because somebody did it to you, so now you got to pass right. that on to, to your your the next generation. You can argue that the pain is everything. The pain is what my, makes the I, greatness you know so what? great. And my grandfather, that son of a bitch, had a job <laughs> where he wasn't he was a truck driver. If that son of a bitch had a fucking office job, my grandmother wouldn't have been flicking around the TV looking for shit to watch, wouldn't have developed the thing for Mickey Mantle, wouldn't have taken my dad to games to go see Mickey Mantle, wouldn't have taken me to go see fucking Don Mattingly play baseball, and I wouldn't have just fucking dropped $200 at Yankee <laughs> Stadium in May, getting this fucking kid hooked on it too. That's okay, it. so you want to trace it back, that's where it fucking goes. So fuck you, grandpa, so now I gotta ruin this little girl's life because you couldn't fucking work in an office, you jerk-off.
0: Let's just end it on that. <laughs>
1: <sighs>
0: All
1: right, so, I mean, we we touched on it. The Yankees are coming out of the All-Star break on Thursday. Uh, four-game series at home against the, the, Boston Red so- the Boston Red Sox, who are in first place. I mean... If the Yankees, I mean, what do you what do you expect? Nothing. I expect nothing. Nothing. They they come out and they win the first two. What the fuck are they going to turn around and do? Lose the next two, and then we're right back to where we were. Who's their they closer? Almost need...
0: Who's their closer?
1: I, I I would honestly, Chris, if they they have a closing opportunity on Thursday, he has he just has to put him on the mound at this point. And if he fails, that's it. Yeah. I mean, Done. what else are you going to do? Done. What else are you going to do right now? Done. Especially if they don't have, I have no idea if Lou Isaac is going to be back. If you don't have Lil Isaac available to you, and I don't think, I haven't heard anything about Britton coming off the IL uh, for this series. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You just At this point, where the Yankees are, I mean, there's we've talked about it all show long. They're scared of a role as Chapman. Well, you just almost got to say fuck it at this point. It, you've had all this time. You haven't pitched them. You're through the All Star break. It, you got to reset sink, and just it's it's sink or swim time right now. Yeah, have. you got to
0: reset and you got to know if you have your guy or not.
1: Because you want to know something, and we'll make this final point here. If you really think the Yankees are a playoff team this year, if you really think they have it in them to get there, they're not going to get there without using Rollers Chapman in closing opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, realistically. It's, it's what they got to do. So 708 8 Thursday, um, I think the Yankees are all TBD for this series. Yeah,
0: I think they're still setting their rotation.
1: The Red Sox have their rotation lined up, but the Yankees haven't uh, announced anybody. I don't know when they're going to throw Cole. I mean, realistically, you could throw Cole 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Friday would be his day to pitch. I don't know if they would give him an extra day because he threw so many pitches, but Friday's his day to pitch. So I would honestly go Cortez Cole, throw your two uh, fucking Nestor Cortez. We're talking about Nestor Cortez being one of the two best starting pitchers on this fucking team, but that's where we are right now. I would just come out of the break throwing Cortez and Cole in games one and two. I yeah, mean, I guess that's really kind of what you have to do. Um, so you got seven oh eight Thursday, seven oh five Friday, seven fifteen Saturday, uh Fox night game Saturday and then ESPN Sunday night baseball seven Oh eight on Sunday off day Monday. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back Monday the 19th. We'll record to wrap up the Boston series. Uh, I'll do a Q and a on, on Patreon. Please go to patreon.com slash N Y Y S T support the show. Let's get to her. Let's hit her goal. Let's keep the show going. Um, so maybe I'll record that Friday night or Saturday afternoon, uh, since there's a night game there, we'll figure. I'll figure it out, but I'll make the post on Twitter at Christian underscore NYYST. But also go to Apple Podcast, five star rating reviews, subscribe to the show on YouTube. Did I did I miss anything?
0: No, you got.
1: All right, thank you very much for listening to episode two forty two. It's no, are we up to two forty two? Two forty two. Jesus Christ. Two forty two of the NYYST podcast. Thank you very much for listening, Chris. Say goodbye. Pooh!